how did you guys enjoy playing Metroid? <laughs> God damn Metroid, man. Oh. Metroid, Metroid, Metroid. Metroid story. In the year 2000 of the history of the cosmos, representatives from the many different planets in the galaxy established a congress called the Galactic Federation, and an age of prosperity began. A successful exchange of cultures and civilizations resulted, and thousands of interstellar spaceships ferried back and forth between planets. But space pirates also appeared to attack the spaceships. The Federation Bureau created the Galactic Federation Police. But the pirates' attacks were powerful, and it was not easy to catch them in the vastness of space. The Federation Bureau and the Federation Police called together warriors known for their great courage and sent them to do battle with the pirates. These great warriors were called Space Hunters. They received large rewards when they captured pirates and made their living as space bounty hunters. It is now year 20x5 of the history of the cosmos, and something terrible has happened. Space pirates have attacked a deep space research spaceship and seized a capsule containing an unknown life form that had just been discovered on planet SR388. This life form is in a state of suspended animation, but can be reactivated and will multiply when exposed to beta rays for 24 hours. It is suspected that the entire civilization of planet SR388 was destroyed by some unknown person or thing, and there is a strong possibility that the life form just discovered was the cause of the planet's destruction. To carelessly let it multiply would be extremely dangerous. The Federation researchers had named it Metroid and were bringing it back to Earth when it was stolen by the space pirates. If Metroid is multiplied by the space pirates and then used as a weapon, the entire galactic civilization will be destroyed. After a desperate search, the Federation police have at least found the pirates' headquarters, the fortress planet Zebes, and launched a general attack. But the pirates' resistance is strong, and the police have been unable to take the planet. Meanwhile, in a room hidden deep within the center of the fortress, the preparations for multiplying the Metroid are progressing steadily. As a last resort, the Federation police have decided on this strategy. To send a space hunter to penetrate the center of the fortress and destroy the Mother Brain. The space hunter chosen for this mission is Samus Aran. He is the greatest of all the space hunters and has successfully completed numerous missions that everybody thought were absolutely impossible. He is a cyborg. His entire body has been surgically strengthened with robotics, giving him superpowers. Even the space pirates fear his spacesuit, which can absorb any enemy's power. But his true form is shrouded in mystery. The planet Zebes is a natural fortress. Its sides are covered with a special kind of stone, and the interior is a complicated maze. On top of that, the pirates have planted devices and booby traps in the maze, and the pirates' eerie followers lie in wait around every corner. Samus has now succeeded in penetrating Zebes, but time is running out. Will he be able to destroy the Metroid and save the galaxy? Thank you for listening to the Retro Records podcast. Uh, if you're joining us today, we're going to be talking about Metroid, the original NES version. 
there's not a whole lot going on in the video game industry at this time other than in 86, 87, Nintendo is completely dominating everything. If you want more details and more specifics about what is actually happening in 1986 and 1987 in the video game industry, you can go back and listen to the Castlevania episode. We dig way more into it than we're going to here. There's just no point in going back and kind of rehashing the same thing we've already talked about. So if you want more details, go ahead and go back and listen to Castlevania. But for now, we're going to, I guess, start this Metroid chat. If you're new here and this is the first podcast you're listening to, my name is Mike. And with me, I have Kelvin and Matt. And basically, we wanted to start this podcast because basically I have not played a whole lot of these games for Nintendo or Super Nintendo. So we wanted to go through them in a release date order release date for North America, not Japan, because we're, we live in North America, and just go through and talk about these, talk about the history of the gaming industry, and uh, just kind of go through and play these for the first time. Kelvin will probably, Kelvin and Matt will be coming at it from more of a nostalgic standpoint, whereas I will be experiencing these games, a lot of these games for the first time. So if you guys want to go ahead and say hello to everyone. Hello. Hi. Just remind me, though, Mike, had you played this before? Uh, no, I've never played this until now. Okay, all right. That'll probably explain a lot about what you're about to say about this game. Yeah, it was a totally new experience. And just uh, ahead of time, if someone's listening and they hear my opinion on this, if you love this game, uh, I, I don't mean to offend or tell you that your game sucks if you love it. If you have fond memories of it or anything like that, that's totally cool. Your opinions are totally valid. But just going into this, just know that I do not have the same opinion. <laughs> I am not a huge fan of this game. And we'll go into all the reasons why. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so what was your guys' first like experience playing Metroid? Ooh. Matt, do you want to go first? Um, I'll be honest. I don't even really remember i don't have any actual memories of like the first time necessarily mm-hmm. this is at this point in my life i feel like i had my nes but i had very few games for it i mean i don't know that we've touched on this but these games coming out were like 50 60 dollars back in the day mm-hmm. and as a kid you know you just don't have that laying around so unless they i can convince my parents to buy it yeah and it's Holy like cow. you look at it now and you're like who would pay that much money for this game, right? Well, I'm sure. But, I mean, they were brand new back then. Yeah. So they were actual video game prices, you know? Yeah. So I didn't have a ton of games. So most of these were probably played at one of my two neighbors. I had mm-hmm. one who was an older brother and sister who were friends with my older brother. And so, like, usually when we were there, I was just the little brother in the back who got to watch Right. And then my other neighbor was an older lady who basically if my parents were working, she was my babysitter. I'd just get mm-hmm. off the bus and go to her house. And her son was probably in his 20s back then. And he had NES, Super Nintendo, Sega, any oh. like when I was playing classic games like growing up before I owned them, it was at their house. So I would have to guess I got my first taste of Metroid at one of my neighbor's house. Okay. Um, but sure. I don't have vivid memories of playing through this game from beginning to end, but I did go, I've definitely gone back as, you know, like a teenager or in my twenties, you know, mm-hmm. even though that was 15 years ago at this point, but 
Yeah, I definitely went back as I'd say an adult and played it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was mostly just nostalgia factor. By that point, I had already played other Metroids. So <laughs> this was a step back for sure. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Calvin? Did you play this when you were younger? So I played this a little bit when I was a kid, but I didn't really know too much about Metroid. At least this, like the original Metroid. I my first introduction to Metroid as like a franchise was honestly the second one, which is on the Game Boy, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is weird. I just remember being a kid and I had older siblings and older cousins who were really into video games. So I got like, you know, secondhand exposure from them. So, you know, I was kind of like the kid that wasn't cool enough to do that stuff yet. <laughs> so mm -hmm. when they were off, you know, doing whatever they were doing as teenage boys, I would sneak into their room and get the Game Boy out and start playing around on it. And I distinctly remember seeing the art and being like, yo, what is this? Like, I have no idea what's going on. There's like a robot thing on the front. Like, let's play this game. And, you know, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, when we get into like actually covering this title. But the first thing that I'll never forget about Metroid is the music and like the immediate just like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, very creepy, very eerie, just and and that was like on a Game Boy, which is very minimal and, you know, it can only do so much. So, yeah, I remember that very vividly just sticking in my head in terms of just like, what is this? And then I wouldn't really know and experience more about Metroid until playing the game over at my cousin's house. Um, around the same time, Smash 64 had come out. So, you know, all those classic Nintendo characters mm -hmm. coming out. And if you didn't really know very much about them, you know, it gave you a little info. And so, of course, you know, playing Samus, you get your taste of, of Metroid that way. And it was just very, like, I don't know, interesting in terms of just how it kind of came back around to eventually me getting to try the first Metroid at my cousin's house. And, you know, I, I think I share the same sentiment today as I did back then, where... I didn't know what the hell was happening and I was very frustrated <laughs> the way the game makes me feel. I'm not like the biggest fan of myself personally, at least for this one. But again, we'll get to it when we get to it. But yeah, that was basically my introduction to Metroid. Cool. Cool. My first introduction to Metroid was mm -hmm. Metroid prime Ooh. Uh, for the GameCube. <laughs> oh, and I remember like, I remember seeing the trailer for that game and just being so obsessed with it. Yeah. And like, I was just enamored by what this game looked like. And when I right first played so. it, yeah. And when I first played it, I was amazed by it. Going back to play Metroid, <laughs> I was Ouch, actually geez. really excited to like go back and see where it started and quickly became disappointed. <laughs> but I, so before we get into the details of like our playthroughs this time, um, mm -hmm. I have a little bit of like some fun facts and things about okay. Metroid. So originally it was released in Japan in August of 1986, but it didn't come here until North America until August of 1987. And apparently Ridley Scott's Alien was a huge influence on the game, yep. which mm -hmm. I definitely can see that a lot of similarities. Both of them had like female protagonists, obviously, 
So that was a big thing. And I think what I, something that I read was that Metroid is in the Guinness Book of World Records because Samus is the first playable female human character in a mainstream video game. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's kind of cool, but also kind of oddly specific. I just kind of wanted to add to what you were talking about with the uh, Ridley Scott and um, Alien. I'm not sure if you caught this since you are playing it today, but one of the bosses in this game is named Ridley. Yep. A recurring yeah. character. So, yep. yeah, definitely a nod towards that. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that until I was like reading through. Yeah. How and it was this, this game yeah. is full of sci-fi tropes too so it really is a nod towards you can once you know that's the influence you can definitely see it um there's a little bit in the music too that i wanted to touch on but i'll let you go on with your facts if you'd like if you have some stuff about the music yeah go for it i mean well just touching on it i know the guy who composed this he he said that his idea was to make it he didn't want tunes that were quote hummable like super Mm -hmm. mario brothers right he didn't want the music to be memorable he wanted he wanted you to not be able to tell the difference between the sound effects and the music like he really wanted to make you feel um like you were in there kelvin you mentioned how creepy this music is and that's something i actually i guess we'll talk about our personal playthroughs later but i did Mm -hmm. i've always loved the metroid music and metroid prime is like one of the perfect examples of that but i was really surprised i was expecting to come back to this and being like well the music's not going to be as good because we're on 8-bit system here right but it actually does a pretty good job of making me feel creeped out kind of especially the uh the item rooms with the like ding ding beep yes it still puts me on edge and no if we're talking about metroid nes all the way up to metroid dread like that little jingle is in so much metroid and it, it is. still gets me every time so it is. It, i had the same reaction i really yeah. did i had this the exact same reaction once you hit one of those areas because like there there are some some of these songs songs right quote quote songs yeah um <laughs> yeah they do reoccur in the series and like man there is nothing like hearing that music the just the faint little bleeps and bloops Mm -hmm. and it just like i read somewhere that a lot of people when they first played this game had a sense of like claustrophobia solitude you know stuff like that for the first time and man did i i immediately think of that song which is funny because that is one of the songs where a lot of the times you're kind of in a safer zone Like exactly. There's not a lot of threat going on, and mm-hmm. it's still just like, oh, it's it, oh, it's giving me chills just thinking about it right now. I it love make, it. Somehow makes oh. it creepier that nothing is around, right? There yes. are no enemies, and you're like, yes. why is this more scary than when I'm being swarmed? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I will say oh. they do play on that in some of the later games. Obviously, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to try to spoil anything, but sometimes <laughs> they set you up to feel safe, and then they jump on you. So. Yeah. That, the music is actually one of the things that caught my attention right away. Like when the when the start screen is on and it's just that yes. Metro music, that beginning Metro music, and then it gives you a little blurb of information about what you're doing in the game and what's happening. That immediately caught my attention. And the music is one of the things in the game that I actually really enjoy. But I was just so pumped to get into this game. Like when I first heard that music, like right at the beginning. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty amazing. 
but then yeah. you started playing. <laughs> <laughs> but then I started playing. Well, actually, so here's the thing. Like I, I said last week that when I started playing Castlevania, I had this reaction because Simon is so slow. Like when you start walking, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to suck immediately. Mm-hmm. And I wound up loving the game. And I had literally like the exact opposite reaction. Yep. <laughs> because so... The music, like I said, immediately caught my attention, immediately loved the music. I immediately loved the atmosphere. And then when I started controlling Samus, I, it was, it feels amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, the controls are on point. Like, you can do so many cool things with Samus. I feel like I could jump and land on the exact spot that I wanted to land every time. Yeah. There, were, there would be yeah. times where, like, two or three enemies would be coming at me. And I would like be able to like jump through the little gap in them. And it felt like I was like literally just like threading a needle and just going around, turning around and shooting these enemies and killing them. And in those moments when I did cool things like that, I could see where this game is actually pretty great. Mm-hmm. But it's like 99% of the game is not like that. <laughs> I was going to say, did you like the fact that you can shoot up? I did, yeah. <laughs> yes, well, that was a plus. I will, to add to that, one thing that actually frustrates me about this game, it's the only Metroid game that does this as well, is you can't crouch. You can only nope. go into morph mode. Yep. So until you get the bomb, you can't attack low. Yep. And yeah, that true. is what frustrated me that's more than true. anything, because I would be, I was hours into this game and still trying to crouch to shoot enemies and then yes. be like, oh, I can't do that. And I'd yes. have to roll away real quick, yes. stand or up, just and jump. take the hit because you rolled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. yeah. So it was the opposite for me. So if you just put Castlevania and Metroid together, a <laughs> little foreshadowing there, and you can crouch and attack up, then mm-hmm. we've got a great game on our hands. Oh, That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. I had a couple little facts too. Especially since we were like talking about like the the music and whatnot, this game versus like other games that we've covered and other games at the time that were being developed, I actually found who developed the game and facts about that like pretty easily. So it seems like this team was very renowned at the time. Mm-hmm. So this was the actually developed by Nintendo R and D one and Intelligent Systems. Which, if you're not familiar with Intelligent Systems, they would go on and produce a lot of good stuff for Nintendo. Uh, They would help development with, like, the Fire Emblem series. They would help out with Paper Mario, which is one of my favorites. Paper Mario. Amazing. Also, Advanced Wars is a very good good game as well. And WarioWare. They helped out with developing uh, the OS system for the the DS, I think, and the 3DS. So very, very fine team. Produced by Gunpei Yokai, directed by Satoru Okada and Maso Yamoto. The music was by Hirokazu Tanaka. Makoto Kano made the scenario. And the character design was by uh, Yoshio Sakamoto and Hirofumi Kayotake. Sorry, I butchered so much of that, but (laughs) we got through it. Um, And it's very interesting because, right, there's been a lot of, I guess, you know, like this game was such a hit, you know, that a lot of people there's there's lots of interviews and information out there about like how they made the game. And, you know, it sounded like it was really cool. You know, again, the music being a really big part of it. Here's Tanaka was talking about how the 
basically the development was very free form and very open uh, to the point to where like he himself as a composer was the one who actually got to put in input in terms of like some of the areas and what they're called, which I thought was really interesting. Like that's so cool. Cause an interesting way to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's also something that I feel like you see a little bit in well, with some development studios today, mm-hmm. but something you wouldn't have thought happened way back then. So oh, cool. it's like way ahead of its time in that aspect. Yeah, you know? for sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> and Speaking of the whole fact of, you know, Samus being a woman and things like that, that was literally just like a suggestion like someone had in the office. Apparently someone just like blurted it out. Like, wouldn't it be cool if like it was actually a woman in the suit and like they immediately just loved the idea. They were just like, yes, let's do that. I did. uh, I did read that the whole fact that Samus is a woman was supposed to be like a secret until you got to the end. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you beat it in a certain amount of time, it depends Mm -hmm. on like how much of her you see at the end of the game. Uh, Like if you beat it within like an hour, you literally just see her. Yeah, in like a bikini or some craziness. Uh, If you beat it within like five hours, she just takes her helmet off or something. Uh, So it's supposed to be a surprise at the end of the game that like, oh, you're actually playing as a woman the whole time. Uh, but I did read that, I guess, for North America, in the manual and stuff, they don't, mm-hmm. like, they actually call Samus a he throughout the manual. Yeah. And I don't know if that was just, like, an oversight in North America. So or if I it... actually, I read into that a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of people out there that will say it was bad localization, that mm-hmm. in the Japanese uh, manual, they actually use gender neutral pronouns and they Mm -hmm. say they do it on purpose but really i've looked at like people who actually translate it and they're Mm -hmm. like you know in certain parts they do but there are definitely parts even in the japanese manual where they refer to samus as a he so that just goes to show like the point that kelvin said they they threw it in in the middle you know Mm -hmm. they probably had a lot of this already made and then last minute they were like hey let's let's actually make our character a woman so they had to fix try and fix some of it but they definitely missed some so I would believe it because I don't know about y'all, but considering our Castlevania experience where the manual was a pretty integral part of understanding the core mechanics of the game, uh-huh. I looked at the manual for Metroid, you know, okay. obviously you can find it online with PDFs, and I was blown away by this how is- much information is in that. It is 43 pages long. You are not kidding. Bro, also, oh I just I want to make this a, an official retro record statement. Yeah, um, okay. Mike, by chance, did you look at the manual? No, I need to start looking at the manual. Okay, so finish. here's my suggestion going forward. Look at the manual before we play these games. Because yeah. okay. I already know, and myself included, one of my biggest complaints about this game is the lack of a map. Yes. There is a map. It yeah. is not detailed. Don't get me wrong. It still leaves a lot that you need to explore. But if you look at what's in the manual, it actually makes sense on like, okay, I need to go here first. I need to go Mm -hmm. here next. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that, like where you just walk into the game and you're completely lost. Cause I was as well for like a few hours. And then I was like, let me look at a map. Yeah. And then I also looked at the manual and was like, Oh, like if I had seen this, it would have made much more sense. So (laughs) going forward, I would highly recommend Take a look at the original NES manual before we start playing this game. Yeah, so I think be, I will definitely do that. Um, this one, I agree. The Castlevania manual was 
very useful. The Mario one gives you all the cool, like old school Mario lore or mm-hmm. whatever the story. This one gives you so much stuff, <laughs> so much information. Like, and also the artwork is really cute. Like yeah, I was just going through these. I was like, I want to print these pictures out on stickers and like stick them all over my notebooks, you know, or whatever. So oh, man. I, yeah, manual highly recommended. To I'm check actually out. curious. How do you just Google like Metroid? NES yeah, Metroid? I just, I looked up metroid nes manual i personally when i was looking through it i was like yo this is like an old school D like <laughs> module kind of thing like yeah. oh <laughs> dude there's so much of the story here. yes yeah, they tell you everything <laughs> oh my god yeah. all the stuff that you're like I what? almost want let's do a second week on this now that Mike has looked at the manual. I'm like, let me replay through this game now and see how I feel about it. I'll now you have Metroid. Yeah, I'll come back next week and just suddenly love this game. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> now you have the context, it's not out of context anymore. Yeah. Wow. Dude, this yeah, part is cool as hell. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great manual yeah. for sure. And I do remember this just one last point on mm-hmm. the manual. At the very end they have a checkboard where you write the date and what scene you had and the password they give you. This is like so classic of NES. I didn't do this for this game specifically as a kid, but I definitely remember as a kid writing in the back of my manuals and being like, this is where I was. This is the password to get back there. That's so cool. Yeah. So it's like, you know, they build those things into the game, into your games these days most games these days so Mm -hmm. you don't really think about stuff like that but really a lot of the frustrations we have going back and playing these games were actually solved by the manual yeah so you know when you were a kid back then this is just how you did it yeah yeah i was uh gonna actually bring that up like so apparently the famicom version has Mm -hmm. something where you can like it has save files and stuff it has the battery yeah, mm-hmm. versus, you know, obviously the NES version, the international release, it doesn't. So it has the password system and stuff like that. But I didn't know that this was like one of the first, if not the first password pack thing that Nintendo had. I was reading about how this was the first game I think that was manufactured with like a special PCB that supported the battery backup. It was this game <laughs> and Kid Icarus. Yeah. So yeah. the reason was apparently to save costs in the in the they said it wasn't ready in time for release is mm. one thing I read, and then another one said it was to save costs Weird. on the India, on the American version. That's why they didn't just they just changed it and were like, oh, you have to use passwords instead. <laughs> okay. While Which, we're on the topic of passwords, oh, man. I came across some really great things. Like oh, some yeah. really great passwords that you can put yeah. in that just do insane things. So oh, I was going to, yeah. that's exactly what I was about to say is I think it works very similar to how like game genies worked back uh-huh. in the day where you're basically oh. hacking the game by using the passwords. And yes, there are tons of really weird things that you can do with passwords in this game, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and honestly, it makes it fun to go back and play because if you just like, I just want to have all the power ups and go fight you know uh the brain mother right. brain uh interesting yeah. so you can just do that having all yeah having all there's a apparently there's a password that you can put in it's justin bailey and then mm-hmm. the rest of it is all dashes yep. and that will give you all five of the energy tanks it'll oh. give you 255 missiles oh it'll give you the varia suit 
What? Uh, high jump boots, the screw attack, and the wave beam, which I didn't even, I never even got the wave beam, so I didn't know that was even a thing. Oh, but man. I totally tested out these passwords once I found them. And I think, is it the Justin, the Justin Bailey one? Also, like, you see female Samus. Like, you're playing as female mm-hmm. Samus. You're playing as Zero Suit. What? Yep. That's so sick. So, I'm pretty sure that this this was posted in Nintendo Power or something like that. And, yeah, it was one of the few passwords that I, like, even as a kid, I was like, oh, the Justin Bailey pack. It's, it's like, synonymous with the, the Konami code at this That's point sick. for me in my life. Oh, yeah. wow. A part of me misses that aspect of video games so much. Like, the closest thing that you get it to you get to that now in modern games is, like, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, but like that's like, yeah, about sheets to get like yeah weapons and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like it's just not much of a thing anymore. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no, you know, like people. Some people like to do it in terms of like mods or stuff like that. Like if you have like PC versions of games, but like yeah, there's no like culture of like secret codes and like secret rumors and like things like that. Which I I could only imagine like with this and Zelda kind of like roaming around the same time, like I I'm sure the secrets and the rumors about these games were insane. Like, I bet. <laughs> yeah. There are also fake ones too yeah. all over the place, you know, as far as like secrets and rumors go, mm-hmm. I read that there was like this really big rumor that went around where apparently there's like secret areas that only the quote unquote best players would be able to get to but that's actually apparently some sort of major programming bug mm-hmm. inside of metroid so all of these secret areas that people can access was actually a bug just bugs. oh yeah. it's like um so it was nothing what was it there's something like that in mario brothers too right yep, like the is. Yeah, there's a bug where you can get locked in like a water world that yeah. just repeats forever. Yeah, it's like the negative world or mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. Yeah. Let me read here. This is from Metroid.Fandom.com. Mm-hmm. It says, Metroid contains a major programming glitch that creates several rooms that are not built into the game. At first, hmm. they were thought to be areas hidden for the best of players. The only problem is that if that were true, then the game itself would hold the record for using the most memory of any NES game, which is only 556 kilobytes. <laughs> which, is, which is so weird because in my research in terms of like the development and stuff, um, they were very clever in terms of like how they utilize resources and stuff because apparently when the game was first being developed, it wasn't going very well. And they brought in, you know, like intelligent systems and stuff like that, like some of the other people that I mentioned earlier to kind of help out. And I feel like it was maybe uh, Yoshio Sakamoto saying something about like, yeah, we want we want the world to feel like gloopy, alien like, you know, creepy, things like that. But that wasn't really happening in the in the initial state of the game, because all they had, you know, was the the idea that, okay. It's going to be non-linear, so you can run back and forth. You know, it's not like Mario where you're only running in one direction. And instead of avoiding enemies, you can shoot them. And that was it. That like that was all they had. <laughs> mm-hmm. So first off, I yeah. feel like 
I was avoiding enemies way more than I was shooting enemies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I said. I was like, yep. that's kind of hilarious. Cause, like, it gets oh. to a point where you're so, like, berated with enemies that yeah. the yep. only thing to do is to, like, damage boost through them. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's yep. it. That's how it'd be all the bosses. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. you just take the damage and yeah. just hope that you can kill them before you die. Like, that's it. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting especially considering the, uh, like earlier you're talking about like how tight the controls were and things like that like that really was like a big focus and something i guess that a lot of people thought was really cool about the game was just the fact that it was non-linear like you are not only traversing in one direction whether it's horizontally or vertically you have to traverse in every direction you have to explore up and down left and right to get the whole experience of the game and ceilings and floors and (laughs) like everything else (laughs) you gotta find that that to me and this it isn't even just with this metroid it's a frustrating point i have with all metroids other than like prime it's not so bad in like the prime series but like when you're stuck and it's like all right, out of desperation, I'm going to bomb every tile that's <laughs> visible on the screen. <laughs> I was just going to say, I read somewhere online when I was reading up about this game <laughs> that the tiles you can destroy are actually a different color, a slightly oh. different color. And oh. I do not believe no that. No way. One There's no way. There is no way. That's I agree. Okay. I'm glad we're all on the same page about <laughs> no. that because when I read that, I was like, you gotta be shitting me! Like, yeah, there's no, no way I missed. I think the game fucks with you sometimes too, because like you'll you'll go through this hard ass sequence, get to the end of a hallway, it's nothing. It Just leads to nowhere. <laughs> it's a wall. So like me, I'm like, okay, there's got to be something here. I just start bombing stuff. I like shot a missile off the screen. It blew up a random tile like way off the screen, and I'm like, oh, okay, so there's a hidden passageway here, right? Like I can do the bomb. I can do nope. <laughs> No, like, okay, so it's kind of, so I wandered around this game for like an hour and a half, probably an hour and 45 minutes, somewhere around there before I was like, okay, I'm not getting anywhere. This is all looking the same. I have no idea what I'm doing. I looked up a map and I was like, even after I looked up the map, I couldn't find myself where I was on the map. So like this map is useless. So yeah. I decided to use a walkthrough. So I, te- I technically beat the game, but it's because I used a walkthrough. And I don't know if this is intentionally how you're supposed to beat the game, but there were times like where it would like take me to like these secret passages or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there were points where I was just like laughing at how convoluted it was. Yes. The secret area. Like, yes. it's such a metroid thing like it was one of the things that i i couldn't believe like i'm not even gonna lie like uh, it's gonna sound so funny us like kind of like ragging on it a little bit here because like like i'll I'll emphasize like i love metroid as a series like i think it's a great franchise i think it's one of the most important franchises in gaming history because it establishes so much and even beyond that the aesthetic is just killer like we've talked about but like Oh my god. <laughs> it's just Dude, like <laughs> there was one where you have to go into like this specific hallway, you have to shoot a tile in the ceiling enough so that this like enemy that like moves in like this waveform pattern goes up into the hole. You have to go up into the hole after it and you have to have found the freeze gun or whatever by now so that you can freeze it and jump yep. up onto it to get to this door and I'm just like 
Are you kidding me right it's now? So fucking Metroid. Like <laughs> when you when you start the game, like I'm not even gonna lie, the dread I immediately felt when starting the game, and I realized, like, wait a minute, there's no map other than it in the manual. Dude, that manual yeah. map, by the way, is fucking garbage. <laughs> Like, this Look, is not, like, representative of what the game is at all. I <laughs> agree with that, but two things. One, to your point, the maps I found online just don't seem to match up with the game. No. I, I don't know if it's me, but I also was looking at I was looking at maps I found online, and I was like, where am I on yeah. this? If the maps that I found online are correct, first of all, I was very overwhelmed by them, but I was also very impressed by the size of this fucking game. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It is quite large. Yeah. It's, uh, and when you look at the online maps and you see how it's like puzzle piece together, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, but in the, I, I agree, the, the map is not exactly a map in the instruction manual, but it does tell you that you need to, where you need to start and where you need to end up. It so does. It, it at does. least gives you that. So yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just, just from a nostalgic point of view and playing previous Metroid titles, like especially like Prime, I don't know about you, but like when I played through the Prime titles, that map button was like my hotkey mm-hmm. of everything yeah i was checking that map like every five seconds like where am i where am i where am i and then i boot up this game and i'm like bro wait what like there's no there's no map like there's what i do like i start panicking like oh my god help me i've lost already and i just started the game yeah it was a little bit it was a little bit weird going back and i'm like how how do I play this without a map? I've yeah. never played a Metroid without a map, yeah. and now I have to do it. Wait a minute, it's, just, it's very strange. Oh man, like we'll we'll get to it, I'm sure, in the future. But like this compared to what Super Metroid is, is so funny. Like mm-hmm. the comparison between the two is so freaking hilarious to me. Just personally, like I, I, we'll get to it one day. But like, man. <laughs> Good oh, God. God. <laughs> that's why I, I guess that's probably why I was so disappointed in this game. It's just because, like I said, I played Metroid Prime a hell of a lot when I was younger. I wasn't expecting it to be Metroid Prime, but holy shit, I was not expecting it to be this either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of great 2D Metroid games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not including the Prime series because it's a little different, but mm-hmm. this is... Not one of the best ones. I'll yeah. say that for sure. <laughs> so, like, for me, okay, so I think the biggest problem I have with this game is the best word that I can use for it is just it's monotonous. Yeah. Like, yes. All of the vertical tavern taverns, all of the vertical caverns look pretty much the same other than a new cut, co- like a different color. Mm-hmm. All the horizontal caverns look the same. The enemies, for the most part, are like the same five or six enemies that just look mm-hmm. slightly different. Like they mm-hmm. all do the same thing uh, in the different worlds, but they just kind of look different and might be harder to kill. Yeah. So in the the whole point of the game, as I was playing through the walkthrough, is like you're just exploring this place to find power ups so that you can beat three bosses. Yeah. And like <laughs> that's much. that's the whole that's that's the whole game. That's so it. 90% of the game, you're just wandering around trying to find stuff so that you don't die immediately when you get to a boss. 
No, Mike. No, 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 no. You're not wandering around. You are exploring. (laughs) You're exploring an alien planet. (laughs) It's exciting. You're exploring exploring caverns that all look exactly (laughs) like. Hey, some of them have bubble walls. Yeah. Plant walls. (laughs) Like, this game is probably like the ultimate, like, you guys know the whole like J.R.R. Tolkien quote of like not all who wander are lost. Yeah. And how that's taken so out of context yeah. now yeah. that like every every soccer mom with a minivan has it plastered on the back, just like yeah. ah, I'm an explorer. And it's just like no, that's not even the point of the quote. This is like that in a game. This is yeah. that that confusion as a game. Because yeah, you're completely right. Like it's all about exploration, and it's this foreign world that you've never been to and it's like okay but if i do like 25 percent of the game i've seen it all other than the bosses you know what i mean mm-hmm. and there's not even like okay big build-ups towards the bosses i don't know i didn't even know i was going into bo- like the boss battles yeah. like the mother brain like uh, there's a bit of a build-up there because you're like going down into this thing like into this tunnel and there's yeah. like different enemies and you have to like it's getting also, you're harder. like in an area that you haven't been in at all. Before. Yeah, but yeah. as far as the other two bosses, I didn't even know I was walking into a boss fight. <laughs> it just suddenly no. there was a thing there, and it was stronger Same. than everything else. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess this is a boss. <laughs> the only real clue they give you, I know before Kraid, which is the first mini boss, mm-hmm. the one who shoots spikes out of his belly or something. Yeah, and he has like the um, spike belly thing. Right yeah. before they do that thing where it looks like a Mega Man entrance where it's just a one little tube connected by two doors. Yes. And then there's one enemy spawn that's super easy to kill and it just keeps spawning over and over so you can build your health back yeah. up. Yeah, is it the ones so, that like come up out of the pipes or whatever? Exactly, yeah. Oh, about and so you can just stand there and max your health out. And when I got to that point, I was like, oh, there must be a boss here. Yeah, I <laughs> used uh, that was the oh. That was the only indication. I agree. Like, I remember playing Castlevania and you feel like you are exploring Dracula's castle and yes. you, as you get closer to the bosses, you're like, oh, something's up here, mm-hmm. you know, especially obviously with the last, the final fight. Right. But here you're just like, Oh, cool! Another door. Let me get what. Oh, there's a giant person in here. There's a giant monster in here. Okay, like, and even the boss fights. Like the boss fights. Oh my god, they pissed me off so bad. Yeah, yeah. It's just everything about this game to me feels like a chore. Yeah, there, like there was one of them. Uh, I can't remember which one it was. He would like like toss fireballs at you, like five or six fireballs or whatever at you, and then like you could freeze them. But then they would wind up being in your way, so you couldn't shoot the actual boss because you just have like a wall of fireballs in front of you. <laughs> and it just every, I mean, at least that was my experience with it. Maybe I was just playing wrong. I don't know. <laughs> but it just, everything was a chore. Everything yeah. was a chore. And everything just like got in the way, and everything was just difficult and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah there there wasn't a gracefulness to the difficulty it was just kind of like mm-hmm. all right you guys are kind of up your own ass <laughs> like, yeah. i don't care about not being able to squeeze in this freaking tube like i just want to get to the end of the game now <laughs> that's yeah. literally how i started feeling i was just like can this please just be done yeah. <laughs> 
Like, and that's how I felt when I was playing Metroid. And it doesn't really matter. To, to me, it doesn't matter how great a game is supposed to be. If you have yeah. fun playing a game and it's a shitty game, who cares? You had fun playing it. Yeah. But even the greatest games, if you're not enjoying yourself, then what's the point? Yeah. And that's just absolutely. how I felt while I was playing Metroid. None of it felt fun to me. It was just yeah. all a chore. Yeah. I think uh, as far as difficulty for me, it was in the beginning of the game, like we sort of said earlier, I was trying to kill enemies and stuff and taking damage and like, had a little bit of trouble. And then I realized, you know, what, I'm just going to avoid most of these. enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at some point you get enough health that it, it flips completely where I'm just like, okay, now I don't even have to avoid enemies. I yeah. will just run through them and, yeah. and I will well, never die. Yeah. But there, okay. So when I got the, uh, what's it called? The like little spin jump thing. Oh, mm-hmm. the screw attack. Uh, screw attack. Yep. Yes. Like that was a game changer too. Yeah. Not only That's did like getting more health, but also the screw attack, like total game changer. Cause then I'm like literally just running through, just jumping constantly so that I can just like destroy these enemies because it killed yeah. them so quickly. Oh yeah. You jump oh, yeah. into them and they're done, dead. Oh yeah. yeah. So apparently i guess in terms of like early production the screw attack was one of the first like power-ups that they had developed because again inspiration being from like mario where it's like oh you know you jump on the enemy and you destroy it or you jump to avoid it but like what if we just like you just jump and just uh, delete it (laughs) (laughs) it's just gone it's just not a problem anymore so i guess apparently that was one of the first power-ups that they had developed for the game well, it was the best power-up in the game because one of my least favorite things in a game is when the difficulty is only a barrage of enemies. Yeah. It's not creative. It's just them throwing as much at you and hopefully you can, like, dodge them. Mm-hmm. And that's just... I hate that. So the screw attack, like, made things much better. The game, performance-wise, didn't... It really slowed down when there are a lot of enemies on the screen. I know, so yes. when you if you start backtracking, obviously the re- the enemies reset, and so mm-hmm. sometimes you can get like four or five, six enemies on the screen at the same time, and the game will just like start chugging. Yeah, uh, yeah. which is unfortunate, but because there were a few parts where it almost made the platforming a little more difficult. Because I was oh. like, this this is easy, but when I'm halfway through my jump and the game slows down to a crawl, it's like a little bit harder to aim. So. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I was kind of impressed, though, with some of the, I guess, like the graphics with the enemies, like the way that they moved and stuff. Yeah. Like it was taxing on the game and it would cause the, you know, the flutter effect, <laughs> which you see in older games when it's, you know, not being able to keep up with the performance at the time. But like I, I was like kind of shocked, like, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on this. The way this thing is flying through the air is so fluid. Like, what the heck? <laughs> I don't remember that, but OK. So I thought that was a pretty interesting thing. Yeah, I do like the animations of the enemies and stuff. I kind of agree with Mike. It, it stinks that they sort of reuse a lot of it or Mm -hmm. they call it a different enemy but it actually does the same thing as a different enemy Mm -hmm. um that is a little disappointing but i agree most of the animations for them seem pretty cool and the i don't know they all look like aliens for sure my favorite one is the little crab that crawls on the walls and he's just got the giant bug eyes yeah 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 Um, Yeah. i definitely think that's one of my favorites he made me laugh whenever i came out i was like what the hell is this little (laughs) alien (laughs) well Although we were just talking about how frustrating and, you know, 
non-eventful some of the bosses were what were some of your favorite bosses because i think my favorite metroid boss probably one of my favorite metroid characters entities whatever period throughout the franchise is ridley i love ridley yeah i think it's that's why they keep bringing ridley back because ridley is i mean well also story-wise he's the leader i think of the space pirates which Mm -hmm. are the enemies in this game Mm -hmm. so well actually not the enemies i guess do you fight any space pirates in this game i think it's all just yeah, that's aliens. That actually confused me because at the beginning of the game, it literally says something yeah. about stealing something back from space pirates to like yeah, the Metroid. Uh, yeah, the Metroid, Metroid is and a species I'm... that essentially can kill anything. Yeah, um, and, and the I... space pirates want to use it for warfare. Yeah, and I'm just like, none of this feels like space pirate to me at all. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's definitely all just weird yeah. creatures that live in tunnels on this. Yeah, I never planet. actually thought about that, but. I mean the the space pirates are the enemies. That's the planet you're on. I think is their home planet, if I'm not mistaken. And they repelled like the galactic fleet. And so then they were like, okay, our fleet can't approach. We're gonna send in a lone bounty hunter. You yeah. know, I, yeah, um, that's we're gonna send in John Wick essentially to, to take care of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, now I have to go do. through and read all like that novel that is yep. the story in the manual. <laughs> Yeah, read but the manual and play the game, bro. Jeez. Yeah, I'm definitely going to start looking at the manuals, I think, because I think it'll make it a much more enjoyable experience for everything, really. At first, I was thinking it was just like, oh, cool little manual, something interesting to look at. But when I looked at this manual, I was like, okay, I feel like you have to read this to, uh-huh. to enjoy the game yeah. or at least have any idea of what's going on in the game. Yeah. So. Because there is there is definitely some lore to, to Metroid. There's a timeline and they they get deeper into the lore most of the time in the titles moving forward but like i yeah i don't know some of it's really funny to me like uh, the chozo or whatever the way it's depicted in the mm-hmm. manual <laughs> Just cracks me up, man. It's just this cute little bird thing, and I'm like, oh no, oh, no. no, Chozos are terrifying. Yeah, go play the new Metroid Dread, and then come back <laughs> and tell me what you think about Chozos. They are terrifying. Like, I just, I don't know what it is about just the bird design, but it just, it gives it that that super horror kind of thing where I'm just like, oh no, I don't trust you at all. <laughs> yeah, I think. It's also a little creepy. There's like the uh, I was reading about the guy who did some of the art design mm-hmm. for this game, and mm-hmm. he was heavily influenced by um, oh, what is this artist's name? H.R. Geiger, mm-hmm. is that correct? Yes. And he who was like famous for biomechanical stuff, which yes. I don't know. I find that a little creepy. Like biomech stuff can be creepy, and yeah. this this definitely puts off that vibe. Well, yeah, I mean, because like even the name, the name Metroid is well, just yeah, a mix exactly. of Metroid and Android. Android. Yeah. So, which is funny yeah. because that's not what Samus is, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in the beginning of development, that's what Samus was. But yeah. then halfway through, they're like, actually, let's just make it a woman inside of a futuristic suit. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, two other things about the development I just wanted to throw in. One, <laughs> the morph ball which is iconic at this point the yes. reason they made that is because they were having difficulty animating a crawl a crawl like they oh. couldn't have her crouch and crawl so they were like 
let's just turn her into a ball and hope nobody asks any questions. So, and it wound up becoming like one of the most iconic things about me. Yeah, and yes. you, you don't have a Metroid game without the morph ball. Wow, oh God, could you point. imagine? Cool. Yeah, could yeah, you so. imagine? Like, it would be blasphemous. Like, mm-hmm. the internet, like, the Metroid fandom would literally <laughs> be out for blood if they oh, yeah. released a Metroid game without being like morph ball or screw attack being absent. It's not a Metroid game. Yeah, no exactly. fucking way. <laughs> and then um, along those lines, I guess earlier you mentioned that early in this development, the game wasn't going very well. So they mm-hmm. brought in some new people. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually read an interesting fact that goes along with that. Uh, the working title for this game originally was called Space Hunter. Yeah, I saw that. And oddly enough, a month after this game came out, a Famicom game called Space Hunter came out. Oh, and I looked up some gameplay of this game and it looks like a bad Metroid. It really does. (laughs) Like the, the main character of this game is, I don't know if you want to call her blonde or brunette. It looks brunette to me on NES technology, but it's basically a brunette blonde woman in a yellow and orange suit. Oh my God. Who can like fly around and lay little bombs on the ground and stuff like that. So it makes you wonder, like, is this what we almost got? You know, oh, like, imagine. Shit. I mean, imagine it, if it this can't is be what much Metroid worse than was. what Metroid is, can it? Come on. <laughs> I will go look up, look up some gameplay of the game Space Hunter so for Famicom, funny. and you'll be like, okay, well, you know, okay. talk about getting lost. Looking at this game, I could get lost very quickly. I'm going to sure. look it up right now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Metroid looks amazing compared to what this this game looks like. So. <laughs> Just saying something. Holy shit. And also I was watching like the playthrough on YouTube of it. And a lot of times if you watch these people who do playthroughs, it's like you can tell they've played the game a hundred times and they just yes. fly through, find all the secrets. The yes. playthrough of the guy playing Space Hunter he was just like getting game over after game over after game over. I was like, man, even, even the guy on YouTube who plays this game is not very good at it. So. Yeah, okay, this looks pretty bad. This looks pretty terrible. I take yeah. back my Metroid comment. I'm sorry, Metroid. I'm not saying that Metroid is you know is not without its faults, but I'm just saying it could have been worse. It could have been worse. It could have been worse. Yeah, I I do. Now that we're talking about it and we discussed like some some of the things that, you know, like there's no build up to the bosses, the power ups are awesome and things like that. Like it really now that I'm thinking about it, it really kind of does. And even though we already kind of gave it shit for this, too, it really does kind of play into more of their design concept of a focus on exploration, because like, I mean, and again, kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, but like power-ups and metroid are like everything that 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 is what gets me going man like as soon as i go into a room or an area and i see like the power up somewhere and i can get i'm just like yo let's go let's get up there figure it out gotta get it i don't even care if it's just like like yeah like a spare energy tank or oh i can carry more missiles like it's always it always feels good well that's kind of like the core mechanic of the game is that uh, not with energy tanks or missile expansions necessarily, but almost all the power-ups you need to progress. Mm-hmm. So like when you find one, you're like, oh, finally, not only do I have a new cool toy to play with, but I can now progress to new areas of the game that I mm-hmm. haven't seen before. So mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's kind of builds in that excitement, I think. Yeah, because there's, I mean, again, because like we discussed before, like this is the start of, you know, a genre. This is a start of a type of game that would carry on into future times, like now, you know, present times mm-hmm. and things like that. And, you know, seeing current Metroidvania type games like Hollow Knight, for example, probably one of the best examples I've played myself personally in years, there really is a big emphasis on those moments, not even just like leading up in terms of getting the power up, but it's the first time you get to use it right after because you need to use it to to progress. Mm -hmm. And it's always in an epic fashion. It's always like you'll never forget the first time you got like the crazy boost thing where you just start flying around the map. And it's just like, it's so good. It's such a great, uh, for me as a, as a gamer and a fan of gamers or games, like it's all, I love moments like that in video games where it's just like, Oh my God, like I get to utilize this resource forever now, but there's also like a memorable experience using it for the first time. Mm -hmm. I always think that's super cool. Sidebar here. I know Mm -hmm. it's not a retro game, Mm -hmm. but if we did an episode on hollow Knight, I wouldn't be mad. Oh, yeah, 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 for <laughs> sure. Oh, man. Oh. Such a good game. <sighs> Crowning achievement of creativity, mm-hmm. gameplay. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. When you talk about Metroidvania games and where they are, yes. like we we're saying, this is where it started with yeah. Metroid. I mean, it's literally in the genre name, Metroidvania. So, <sighs> um, and then, yeah, seeing what it has become, you know, the pinnacle today, I'd say. Yeah. What a, what a fantastic piece of media. Like mm. even just beyond just a video game, like the the story, the environment, the music, like oh, such a ah, such a good game. Yeah. <laughs> but this is also like one of my favorite genres is the Metroidvania. So, <laughs> you know, I already have a little bit of a bias. I mean, Hollow Knight is obviously on a, another level, but right. since the original Metroid, I've always been kind of a sucker for these. Of course. Putting in a map is a big help. That's <laughs> a big part of it. You put a map into this and it's a it's instantly like a hundred percent better game, right? Yeah, just because absolutely. you don't get lost. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But yeah, just the the birth of a genre here that I will love forever. Yeah. yeah. I'm not actually familiar with like what Metroidvania is, like the genre itself. Like it'll be kind of interesting to watch it start to develop as we play through more games. Yes. Mm-hmm. So basically it, it describes the the fact it's non-linear right you can you will have to explore one area and then you will have to backtrack and come back to another area later with maybe another power up or maybe just some sort of new piece of knowledge that you're like oh this is where i need to go (laughs) so it's that's what a metroidvania is at its core where you're (laughs) not you don't have that linear gameplay you're just exploring all over the map and then having to backtrack and stuff like that which in this game you feel lost but in metroid prime you know it's It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have much else. You guys have anything else that you wanted to talk about? Did I already ask the question what what our favorite power-up is in the game? Ooh, favorite power-up. No. But I would have to say my favorite power-up is probably the screw attack just because it just (laughs) made everything so... It made playing the game a lot more tolerable for me. For sure. Because, like I said, when there's just like enemies bombarding you it just drives me crazy yeah so to be able to just jump through them and kind of get through like these tunnels quicker because i wasn't having to like dodge enemies or like shoot enemies it just made things so much more tolerable so i would have to say the screw attack so for me i'm gonna go the opposite um well not the opposite but i think the freeze is probably the best 
there are some parts later in the game where you're jumping over lava pits and stuff, and it yes. actually makes it very easy to just freeze an enemy and jump on their head and yes. just get across. <laughs> I guess um, it all depends on what your main goal for the game is. That's good. That's kind of what I was just <laughs> about to say. Is it sounds like you like the screw attack because it allowed you to finish this game faster. <laughs> exactly. You were just what trying to get to the end. You were like, screw all these enemies. I just want to jump through them all and get to the end. That's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. So I can see that, but that's actually why I don't. That's why I wouldn't pick the screw attack because. I already had a problem with the way the stiff, the difficulty in this game just flipped on its head as soon as you get enough health to start surviving. Yes. So when you get the screw attack, it's like, now why do I even have a health bar? I'm yeah. not even like ranking hits. I'm just killing everything except for the boss fights, obviously. Yeah. But so it was kind of like, yes, the screw attack in this game is the ultimate. You know, it basically makes you feel super powerful. Um, like you said, with Hollow Knight, for example, is another. Mm-hmm. When you start to get all the power-ups and you feel powerful, that's the fun part when yes. you're playing these games. Yes. For me, I think the screw attack was just maybe one notch too high. Mm-hmm. It was just, it made the game too easy at that. And then at that point, it is just like, okay, I got screw attack. Let's go yep. find Mother Brain, <laughs> which that's another thing. Like, I don't know what it is about the name Mother Brain. But every time I say it, I have to look back and be like, is that is that the name? Yeah. <laughs> because it just it is. I, it's it's a, it's it seems name. like I, I don't want to say maybe. It, yeah. You no, know what it. I'll say? say it's it, a bad say name. It. It it's a bad name. name. Like you couldn't come up with something better than <laughs> the mother brain. Let's get I it mean, out. Get it all out right now. So, yeah, that's that's one little thing I'll throw in there. It just feels weird to say. And I'm always like. That's not it. I'm calling it Mother Brain on a podcast, and one day somebody's <laughs> gonna listen to this and be like, "It's not Mother Brain, you it's idiot!" But no, it is Mother Brain, it is. and that's just a silly name. It, it doesn't even feel name. good to say. It doesn't it feel good doesn't. to say. Like compared to like the creativity of like Craig, I mean Ridley. Like, come on, you know I mean, what I mean? Yeah. Like, even they, Ridley. Just, they just took Ridley's Ridley Scott's name. I know, but even that is, is, is more fitting and is better than Mother Brain. <laughs> Mother Brain. Yeah, I don't know. That actually, speaking of Mother Brain, that like final fight was fucking awful. Yeah. It was so Stand stupid. Stand on the platform like, and shoot missiles is so bad. That's yep. what I'm yeah. saying. Like At the end of this game, all you have to do is stand still and... And just Tank shoot. the damage. And yeah, shoot. but you couldn't even stand still because there's there's like <laughs> missiles yeah. constantly firing at you. Like so, like I would like break through or get very close to breaking through like one of the walls. I'd get hit with like a missile or something, fall off the platform, and by the time I was able to jump back up, like the wall had started growing back. Oh, so it sounds like uh, someone became a little too reliant on that screw attack. Yeah, and forgot, forgot how to dodge enemies. <laughs> Well, if the That's game wasn't like. so terrible, I wouldn't have to rely on the script <laughs> so much. Okay, let's not start throwing around the T word here. This is Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, man. I think my favorite power-up in this one, my favorite is probably the Ice Beam. But that is most of the time in the other ones. Well, I guess in the other ones, it'll it'll be different once we get there. Because I, I am a big fan of like the the supercharge kind of thing, but yeah, in this one I, I definitely think it's the ice beam. I just I don't know. It's just it's to me it's 
there's something nostalgic about it. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. There's just something cool about just like being sub zero before that was a thing <laughs> to me. I don't know. I, I just thought it was really creative and cool. And I guess looking into the development of the game, you know, when they came up with the, with the ice beam and stuff, it was just kind of like a nice like programming thing that they did where it's just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We can just change the collision type and, you know, just change the color and voila, you know, it's a whole new effect. It's a whole new beam and, you know, go ahead and, and get wild with it. And I thought that was really cool. And they did one thing Mike kind of touched on earlier that was a little bit of a complaint that I think is actually I wouldn't complain about is there are parts where to get an energy thing that's up on the ceiling, you have to shoot the block to discover the energy <laughs> tank. And then you have to lure an enemy close enough to yeah. use it as a platform to jump up and get it. I I actually think that was kind of cool in some parts. Because there's my, a like there's one energy tank in particular where I just like I found it completely by accident. I was just shooting. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, how do I get up there now? And then I was like, okay, let me freeze this and jump up. So I I thought that was kind of cool. It is kind of cool. But I guess my complaint with it is, is like, how are you ever supposed supposed to find that with Mm -hmm. how convoluted it is to, like, get to it? It's just, (laughs) like... Can't argue that. Some of them were cool. Like, Like, you're saying, like, you were just running around randomly shooting and you found an energy pack. That's cool as hell. Seeing finding secrets like that super cool, but when you have to go through like four steps that you would never think of in a million years <laughs> to find an inter- a new power up, it's just to the point where it's like, all right, this is a little ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The non-linear part of their design con, like they they, they just wrote that really hard. They were just yeah. like, nope, nope, nope. This is too linear. Nope, nope, nope. We gotta, we gotta. Gotta make it more confusing. We gotta make it less clear. No, 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 no. Too, too transparent. Nope, nope. Make it more. <laughs> just if they're not feeling completely lost, we're not doing our jobs. Yeah. So, I don't know. I could see how it would be cool. I just think that there needed to be a better. There needed to be a way for you to understand. Like, mm-hmm. and there wasn't. There's like no, no way to like. They don't point out to you any sort anything. No. It's just. You're no, supposed to randomly not. try random things until you randomly find something. And there's just no fun in that for me. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So I dare ask, are you ready to give it a rating? Yep. Here we go. Or yeah. Is there something, anything else you wanted to touch Let's on? Let's do it. I don't think so. Kelvin, you want to go first with your rating? Sure. Okay. Okay. So we're doing what? Out of eight? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give this a three out of eight. My my three out of eight is because I love the Metroid aesthetic. I love like although we did talk about how the environments all look the same after a while and it does get kind of old. I do love the the space horror like this this like space horror feeling like it it, to me it still to this day blows my mind that metroid is a nintendo franchise like nintendo where mario is god mario is king you know we got yoshi looking all cute we got you know we're not there yet but kirby's gonna come in looking all cute like nintendo to me is so much like you know not like super kitty stuff but just like very Family, family. 
yes yes yeah. family friendly you know like i can boot this up and play this with my kid like you can with metroid as well but it just blows my mind i still to this day just i can't believe that when i look and see like ridley or i or you do see mother brain like you see the visuals you see samus aran like blowing stuff up and like this is nintendo <laughs> like what what the heck so i i gotta i gotta give it to him for that because that's that to me is incredible um that it can be that different from their other things and and still have such a identity but holy shit man like the the non-linearness of this game like i'm not the kind of person either who likes their handheld through through playing games like i like dark souls okay like (laughs) i like from software that kind of stuff like okay I, i i will just get that out of the way i i I appreciate it when a game doesn't hold my hand the whole time, but holy crap, this game is just like, you might as well just be Tom Hanks and Castaway. Like, you're just so fucking lost. (laughs) I'm like, where's my fucking Wilson, bro? Give me a map. Give me something. Which, I mean, to be fair, you got the manual and all that, but like, my goodness. So, yeah. The aesthetic is great. The music is great. I love the way that it makes me feel when I get power-ups and certain things. Like, some of those little serotonin boosts are great. But overall, yeah, the experience is very frustrating. You know, it's very easy to just, like, all right, I've been lost for, like, an hour. I'm done playing this game. You know? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm so over it. Like, whatever versus you know other other games coming out around this time and again thinking of castlevania and stuff like you know which was a lot more linear but man that was just a lot more intuitive i i think it was just a lot more naturally intuitive than this game like this game has some things going for it that seem like it wanted to be intuitive but just kind of misses the mark so yeah i would give it a three out of eight okay cool I like it. Matt, you're um, You want me to go next? Yep. Okay. So to touch on something you just spoke about, like the difference between this and Castlevania, and um, you f- do feel lost in this game. Another thing that even though Castlevania was linear, we all loved the look of the game and especially the backgrounds and how it kind of told a story as you were going through the castle. And I think that's what this lacks is, <laughs> yeah, you can make the argument that there are four distinct air quotes here distinct areas because they're different <laughs> colors but like the air quotes considering this game you're staring at a black background the entire time yes. um it made the it just lacked a little bit just a little bit um if they could have thrown some details in there to like really bring the world to life i think we wouldn't complain about that at all mm-hmm. or, or at least i would have no complaints about the look of this game mm-hmm. we've all talked about the music the music does a great job of I mean, the game makes you feel lost, but the music like puts you there. You know, mm-hmm. you are lost. It's spooky yeah. while yeah. you're there. It is very um, <laughs> And so I do love it for that. I do love Metroid, but I mean, I agree. This is this is old Metroid. This is where it all came from. All the other Metroids are better. I did the same thing to Mario when I rated it. And I said, all the other Marios are better. Yeah. So I have to do the same here and be fair. Yeah. I will say... From a enjoyment standpoint, you know, you have to enjoy the game is what it all comes down to. I enjoyed Castlevania a little bit more than this, and I enjoyed this a little bit more than Mario. So I'm going to put it right in the middle and give it a four. You, you know, go. we've got 
we've got platforming, which I love yeah. platforms. We've got a genre here, which I, which will grow and I will love for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. but it lacks some polish. There's, there's a few things in this game that just really could have been done better. And in future Metroids, they definitely do better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I got a little ways into this game and in at some point was just like, I'm not going to finish this. Like, yep. I, not only do I don't think I'd be able to in time, but I also, I mean, realistically, I could have if I sat down and cranked it out, but I just didn't want to. I, yep. I didn't have that desire to finish it. Like I did Castlevania, even though that I knew I would never beat the last boss, I still was like, oh, I got to get there at least. Yeah. You know, I, I got to get there. This game yeah. is fun to play. So yeah. I'll put this right in between Mario and Castlevania. I'll give it a four. Great franchise. You know, good things are coming for Metroid. <laughs> yeah. But the origins, Metroid 1, it, it leaves a, a, a little bit to be desired. Yeah. Um, also, just one last point to add to the getting lost there are actually parts in this map where there are chambers that are the exact same. Yeah. And you could oh, get lost sure. walking in a circle if you didn't like stop to think like, wait a minute, this is the exact same tower of platforms I was in one minute ago. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, they definitely don't do you any favors when it's, when you're trying to figure out where you're going. So. Yeah. Rip it apart, Mike. See what you got. <laughs> Mike is like the judge during like a very straightforward <laughs> trial, and he's just mm-hmm. got his hand on the gavel and just like ready to just like slam it down right now. Death penalty. <laughs> uh, first of all, I am flabbergasted that you enjoyed this more than Mario. That just completely blows my mind. But each their own. Each their own. That's oh, cool. Shit. In Mario, you run and you jump. Yeah. Oh, and you get fireballs. And but in this game, you are running and gunning. You yeah. know, no, like you're it's... not. You're running and trying to avoid enemies because. Okay, well, you... <laughs> if you want to play this game in 1987, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you're running and gunning. You're not avoiding enemies like we are. All right. Sorry, uh, no, it's okay. Basically, what it comes down to for me is, like I said earlier, this game is just extremely monotonous to me. Mm-hmm. everything looks the same everything feels the same and as as great as the music is uh it got to a point where i was just i didn't care like the music didn't do anything for me after a while because mm-hmm. you would enter certain areas and it would just kind of be the same music that was playing in like other different areas of the game the enemies all sort of felt the same after a while like at first you're like oh there's like you know a variant of like five or six different enemies but when you go into new areas, they would be like, they would have the same attack patterns as other enemies. They were just looked slightly different and yeah. were harder to kill. The boss fights were super monotonous to me. Everything just felt like a chore. There was one part in particular that I got so frustrated and so pissed off because I fought so hard to get to, there was an energy tank that like you had to go through all of this nonsense to get to this energy tank. And then I went to walk to grab the energy tank and the fucking game trolled you. And there's a pit that you can't see right before the energy tank. So you go to grab the energy tank and you fall into a pit and you're, it's completely gone. Like, like yeah. you, there's no chance of you getting this energy pack again, unless you go back and go through all the nonsense again, plus extra nonsense because you're now in some hole 
like deep down somewhere that you have no idea. So you have to fight your way out of the hole to find your way back and then fight through all the nonsense to get to the energy pit. And it was stuff like that that just like irritated me to no end because not only are you lost, but then they're going to just like, nope, sorry, now you're even more lost. And all that you need to get there, sorry, you have to do it again if you really want this. So it's just a lot of things like that. And like I said, the last boss battle, by the time I got to the last boss battle, I was so over it. And I almost like got so frustrated with the game that I didn't even want to finish it, but I was like, no, I fucking played this game. Like I'm going to beat it now. (laughs) Uh, I did. I did kind of finally fight through and, and beat mother brain. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Dumb name. But yeah, it's, it was just a chore the whole time. It was monotonous for me the whole time. And I guess I'm slightly more disappointed just because right at the beginning of the game, the music sucked me in. Uh, the mm-hmm. controls felt really good, so I thought I was just in for something really fun and awesome, and it just wound up being really, really frustrating. And yeah. like, it was the kind of frustrating where ashamed of the person you become because you're so pissed <laughs> off. Like, <laughs> like that's literally how I felt. Where I was just so mad that I was like, I'm. I hope. I hope nobody sees me like this because I don't want people to think. <laughs> So God damn. Yeah, it Metroid was... was so bad to you. You had an existential <laughs> moment. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it was I love it. Not love fun it. for me in any sense of the word. And for that, I'm just gonna have to I'm gonna give it a two. And the only oh. reason the only reason I'm not giving it a one is because I know this is where Metroid started, and there are basically I'm not giving it a one because of its legacy. Yeah, there are yeah. things that come in this series that are very fucking good. Yeah, so that's the only reason I'm not giving it a one. What ending did you get when you beat it? Uh, so, like I said, I did a walkthrough, mm-hmm. and the ending I got was her in a bathing suit. Oh, okay. Uh, I- <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty ridiculous. <laughs> It is it like that. It's such a weird thing to put in a video game, honestly. It's like, but oh, it's, you did better, so now you can see more of this. You can woman. see, yeah. yeah like the first, the first time there's like a woman in a mainstream game, like it incentivizes yeah. you to play it faster, so you can see her more naked. Yeah, yeah. Metroid is just the longest strip tease of all time. <laughs> It's more of like a, a leotard or something, but it's a bathing suit, basically. It's yeah. definitely a bathing suit. It's, it's so, 110%. I don't care what future technology yeah. she has, it's a bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I feel about Metroid. It was just not fun for me. I did not enjoy it at all. And I probably will never play this game again in my life. Unless, yeah. like, even, yeah. even if someone, like, gun to my head, like, you have to play this game... I'm like, all right, shoot me. Okay. (laughs) But I will say this. I will say this. Screw this version of the game. If you have a way to play Uh Metroid Zero Mission, do it. Yeah, I was actually going to add that into mine as well. the remake of the game, right? Yes. It it is a remake, but they add a lot to that game that is not in this game. Yeah. 
it's it's likeability wise the map is mm-hmm. not the same you know mm-hmm. it's the There's same like story. extra areas i think yeah mm-hmm. okay it might be worth but it. i i agree if you're listening to this podcast in the future and you're like man these guys really just tore metroid apart and i'd really <laughs> like to experience the story of samus's first mission play metroid zero mission yeah. it is a hundred <sighs> times better and you get oh. the story or uh, if the, you really want to experience the story, just read the manual and don't play the game. There you go. There you go. Also an enjoyable experience. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, it, bef- before we're done, there was yes. one more uh, passcode, password that I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay, oh okay, yeah. okay. That we didn't get to. Apparently, there's a password that you can put in called Engage Ridley Motherfucker. That's what? that's the password, and what? what it does is it forces the game code to think that you've been playing the game for 314 years nonstop, and it causes it completely to lock up. Like you, like apparently what? it like it starts the no game, way. and then the first screen is just like degraded visuals, and you can't do anything or play anything. What, what is the fucking point i don't know but that is a cheek that is a code and i read i read that the 3ds version if you do it on your 3ds version it still works and bricks your 3ds oh my god i didn't know that that's funny what is like i'm just so confused like who who made the game who hated it that much it was just like you know fucking what i don't so i was i was reading a little bit about the password stuff they mentioned in a lot of the remakes so if you play the zero mission i think if you beat zero mission or maybe it's just included with the package you get you can play this original version as well on zero mission i think yeah i think that's right but a lot of a lot of the passwords don't work and it's just because of the way the game is, it was recoded basically, or Mm. I'm sure emulation has something to do with it. I'm not sure, but Mm. um, a lot of these passwords. So the Justin Bailey one, for example, a lot of people were saying that it was programmed in there and they came out and said that it wasn't actually programmed in there. It just so happened that using the name Justin Bailey and all those dashes gets you a desirable effect. Um, because the funny. way because That's the way so the funny. passwords system works it's generating a password based on checks in the code has you have you reached a certain point do you have this item mm-hmm. uh, you know do you have this much health stuff like that um and the justin bailey was supposedly i mean unless there's just a someone out there who's just been keeping this secret for 40 35 years you know they say is just it's just a fluke that that worked because people That's were so people were thinking that maybe Justin Bailey was someone who worked on the game mm-hmm. or like there. I remember hearing speculation as a kid that somebody won a, a contest to like be in the game, uh, but like they said no, it, you know it has nothing to do with that. It's just just so happened that the code worked out that way and that's even more when i was reading that i was like man that's like hard to believe and now that you tell me about this engage ridley motherfucker password <laughs> i don't believe it for one second like this so, shit's on purpose it has to be on yeah, purpose somebody, so, somebody was just fucking over it maybe maybe yeah. it was justin bailey who <laughs> <programmed> <laughs> <the> <laughs> motherfucker thing. <laughs> I did. Apparently, the reason it breaks is it 
It references an invalid starting location, and it also generates a ridiculous game time of over two billion, which just like breaks. That's yeah. why it breaks. It yeah. breaks the game because it's like this game time can't exist. <laughs> so game. also, if you play Metroid for two billion hours, you could break your game. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, just just keep Metroid on as the universe, you know, disappears and reappears it would, again. <laughs> it would take, according to this Wikitroid article, it would take 314 and a half years to do so. Game oh, hasn't man. even been out long enough <laughs> um, to generate that amount of time. So maybe in the future, you know, who knows what the future someone's holds. gonna someone's gonna try to do that right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just start the game the and just let it play for the next three hundred and fourteen years. <laughs> just stream it's it. It's gonna be their family's legacy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It'll in the far future they won't even know why they're doing it anymore because it's been so fucking long and it's just yeah. like don't turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, number three is down. That's yeah. Metroid. The next game we're playing is The Legend of Zelda, the first, one, which I'm pretty excited for. Let's go. Have you played The Legend of Zelda? I have played The Legend of Zelda. Okay, that was, right. but I got it so on. So when you say you're excited, I don't have to like worry. Like, no, oh, you don't. Man, I'm not going to ruin have, it for him yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> I have played it. I, I played it on the um, like the 3DS Nintendo store. I downloaded okay, it on my yeah. 3DS like forever mm. ago. So it's been a long time since I played it, but I have played it before. Yeah. So that is podcast number three, guys. And um, like I said, we're playing Legend of Zelda next time. So. We'll catch you guys in a week to talk about our Legend of Zelda, and hopefully we won't offend you as much as I probably offend you listening to Metroid <laughs> 1. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. Be ready. I'm going to offend people. Oh, myself. no. It seems like we're, Matt, you and I are just like on opposite ends, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> I really well, enjoy it. You're like, eh. It's because I've... It's almost like I wish I could step back in time and just experience The Legend of Zelda after <laughs> never have ever playing you know, Link to the Past, mm-hmm. Wind Waker, mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. you know, almost all of them. Breath oh, of the Wild, obviously. It's some like, of the best games ever made. Now yeah. that I've played all these, I'm just like, I don't I don't want Zelda 1 anymore. And I definitely don't want Legend of Zelda 2 either. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, Zelda 2. We're going to get there. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get there in time. But all right, guys. I will. Uh, we'll talk next week, and everybody have a beautiful week, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Boop, boop.